What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease, E-A-Z-E dot com. Use the promo code HAM, get 20 bucks off your first order, and deliveries always free on orders over $50. And by Upstart, upstart.com slash HAM, the revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off your high-interest credit card debt. See why Upstart is number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot at upstart.com slash HAM. When the Wonderlicks leak... I'm going to read you. I've got a list of quarterbacks here. You tell me which. I'm going to give you three names. Which of these people is not a prospective NFL quarterback? Okay. Name number one, Sean McGuire. Name number two, I'll go with uh, Tyree Jackson. Name number three, Easton Stick. Well, the Tyree Jackson is the Buffalo quarterback. Right. Uh I saw the list, so I know that Easton guy's name is on there. All three I, of them are real. They're actually all three real people. If you put a gun to my head and said, just give me some information on Easton Stick, like school, attributes, some stats, I don't even know where I'd start. You I mean, would, honestly. Yeah, you'd go to North Dakota State. That's where he's from? That's where he's from. And, uh, you know, so, some people think maybe he'd be a fit in Philadelphia, actually. Seriously? Yeah, later round guy or maybe undrafted. I don't. I've ne- I don't know anything about Easton Stick. I just googled it while we're talking. Uh, but he did have the uh, fourth highest wonderlick, John. Bob McGinn, Ryan Finley, forty three. Gardner Minshew, forty two. Daniel Jones, thirty seven. Easton Stick, thirty two. Clayton he's Thorson, short. he's six one. Okay, Clayton Thorson, thirty two. Trace McSorley, thirty one. Will Greer, thirty. Brett Rippin, twenty eight. Jarrett Stidham, 27. Drew Locke, 26. Tyree Jackson, 25. Dwayne Haskins, 25. Sean McGuire, 22. And Kyler Murray, last at 20. Can I can I read you the first sentence? You, you see Ethan Stick. He looks like a Wall Street trader. 6'1", <laughs> white guy. The first line of uh, Zerline's overview. Okay. Revered team leader. <laughs> whose tenure was marked by consistency and success. There you go. Back up. He's a winner. Yeah, he's getting drafted. By the Eagles? 
Maybe not draft free. He feels like a better McGloin. One of oh, see, this is where like you've got a situation that it got a little weird with Wentz last year. You traded Foles. You want Wentz. You you want him to have a good year so you can sign him. You want him to be happy. Wentz quote: "I love the kid to death. He's one of my good friends." I I, I do think when you more often than not like the smaller school guys, there's like a different type close bond than sometimes I think at the bigger programs can be just a little faker. Like I, I I'm saying like, I, I think Wentz is telling the truth. <laughs> like if you go to North, like there's a bond they have that like the guys in Alabama, <clears throat> it's just different, but he can't be so talented that he threatens Carson. Like Foles did. Well, I mean the guy is six one. Like, so, I mean this guy ain't Wentz. What do you think about Kyler last 20? Uh, I mean to me, oh, the, by the way, let me also say this, John, the whole, like, this is offensive that it gets leaked every year. Doesn't bother me one bit. No, it should get leaked. I mean, it's just, it's information. We can get all the other information. We get this information. It's a test score. We have all the other guys' test scores. Like, some guys done shitty. Some guys have become great players. Some guys have done really well and become shitty players. What's the famous, like, line? There's been a lot of intellectual derelicts. Like, just because you're smart doesn't mean you're going to be good at anything in life, let alone play quarterback that I, I think when you see this, there is a baseline, though, for quarterback. For the most part, there are a couple outliers. I mean, Brett Favre would tell you he's not the smartest guy in the room. Uh, that's the one that really stands out. But, like, John Elway, Stanford guy. Peyton Manning's a fucking genius. I mean, Brady clearly is pretty smart. Like, Aaron Rodgers is probably too smart. Like, a lot of the be- – Drew Brees went to Purdue. You know? Like, if Drew Brees had not made in the NFL, he'd be, like, running an engineering firm. Andrew Luck's a genius. Russell Wilson's sharp. Most good players are pretty smart at that position. Favre was a 22. So, like, to me, the lowest, like, Derek Carr was a 20. You know, that that to me is about as low as you can get. So he's on the low end. Though, I would say the difference between, like, the, he brings something to the table these other guys don't bring. So it's just like he can make up for, like, he has time to grow intellectually with the sport because he can run. Like Ka- Kaepernick, I think, was like a 28. Like a lot of guys, to me, are like 27 and above become really good quarterbacks. Have you seen a uh, Wonderlick test? Yeah, administer them. Like, do they measure your, like, your ability? Like, they can't really measure your ability, like, process what you're seeing on a football field, right? No, it, it's not about football. It's yeah, like, uh, it's, it's it, like if you have seven pens <clears throat> in, a, uh, in a cup and three of them are red and four of them are purple and I take, you know, it's like one of those. I take the four purples away. How many right. pens do you have left? Right. At what so, color? But, so like you could be a 20, but you can be number one in football eyesight to brain processing. And 1000%. It's, it, it's more, it's now just a baseline to compare to other quarterbacks in the history of football. It's not, you could argue it's not that relevant. I think a lot of teams will tell you, and I've read about this and I don't know if like, you know, teams that I know do this, I don't even ask. But, you know, like have psychologists that administer like specific type tests to get right. like cognitive thinking. I know mm-hmm. the Patriots had a guy. Remember Mike Reese wrote a story that well, their guy like retired or went to do something else. NBA teams are big on this. I mean, a lot of teams are. They have their own kind of specific thing. But the Wonderlick is more administered just by the combine, not necessarily like the teams don't give a shit, really. I mean, they do, but they don't. Like, Kyler Murray's going one. He was going one unless that number was, like, three. Like, Vince Young scored a six. And the one knock on him, like, looking back, sorry, he was inaccurate, was just he didn't have the capacity mentally. 
So, I, yeah, I mean, it's not ideal, but it's not a negative. He's so good, it doesn't matter. It's just one of those, like, in life, if you're so good, it doesn't matter, then you're so good, it doesn't matter. His score, to me, to be a red flag would have had to be, like, 10. Like, 20's fine. Right. It's not a red flag score. Did, the only did, red... you, ever, did you ever read the Klemko article on him? No, the one with, was his dad heavily involved in that article. Yeah, I think I skimmed it. Yeah, I mean he's just. What, what did you take away from it? Yeah, just I just think there are some questions like some of the motives of the day. Like it just <clears throat> say what you want about Baker. He he might have been cocky and a di- but there weren't like motives. There weren't like angles for the family. Just like yeah, this dude's playing football. He gets a little cocky and caught up playing football. Yeah, you know, he probably drank a little much that night in Arkansas when he got tackled. But it wasn't like, you know, he's just he trying to play different people. Like, I think there's some, like, are they trying to play the NFL and play baseball and just, like, accumulate the most amount of money the way his dad kind of got, like, took a signing bonus out of high school and then refused oh, that's to get right, back. That's right, that's they right, sued yeah. him. I, I just – and then the, the part of it was, like, the way the Dan Patrick interview went. He had been prepped for it. And the lady that prepped him talked to Klemko. It was like, it all went out the window. You just started doing no comments. Like, we just, we had talked about what to say. Like, you know, I'm just, I love them both. I'm still going to play it out. I, I don't know. He's just kind of like a creation of his family. But at the end of the day, for all that, what I, all I just said, he's a remarkable player. Like, he's a legit top five draft pick in any draft, right? If Luck's in a draft, whatever, he'd be, he'd go really high, as he should. He's a remarkable prospect. It, to me, his big knock is his size. Not because he's not like a bad guy. Again, I, we know people in Oklahoma they, they like him. They but they they revered Baker. Like Baker, I think when all the cameras are off and you're just with him, is just like he's got some natural shit that football people just like. I think well, Kyler. I think there's and you always say it, like there's a baseball element yeah. that when you play the sport and he he doesn't just play like clearly he's pretty good at it. It's, it's in his DNA to kind of be a baseball player. It's just different than football, you know? I think what makes this draft great, John, is in a lot of drafts, we talk about a guy, and in this case, Kyler. If that guy goes one, it, then it's kind of a letdown, right? Like, all right, well, he went. It, it, what, what we thought might happen happened now. Okay. But with them, if he goes one, like there's still the Rosen element to this whole thing. Now, maybe the Rosen element occurs before the Kyler draft pick. Probably not, though, at this point. Like, at this point, Josh isn't getting traded now, right? Like, they're waiting till Kyler is wearing the Cardinals hat for them to trade Josh Rosen. Well, guy, there's a chance that Josh does not even get traded on Thursday night. Right. He might not get traded on Friday. Is, is there a remote chance he does not get traded over the weekend at all? Well, I do think if you're them, like, your incentive to trade him immediately would be, are we sitting there on Friday going, you know what, there is this guy... We would get this this pick. The incentive to trade him that night would be you, you have a first-round pick to use that night, right, if you trade him to the Giants. Like, you want to use that pick. First-round right? pick? Yeah. How would you get a first-round pick? Well, that's what I'm saying, but you're, not get, but you're not getting that. You're not getting the Giants' first-round pick. You're not getting... You what if they offer... Yeah, but it's like, we can get the second now, or you can hold out... For so the incentive more. Friday would be like, right, maybe we it's Rosen plus something... Rosen plus our third, and we get a Rosen plus our fourth, and we get that second round pick at the top. Of Probably the have round. to happen Friday because it's second and third round on Friday. Oh, you're right. right. So yeah, so that that Friday would make sense. Like if there's a player that they like, then they do a deal. If there's not, then they wait it out a little longer. But I feel like at their point in the franchise's 
just development. They need to do it Friday because they need to use that pick. Could you do a player for player like Rosen for you some could. starting linebacker yeah. or something if you like yeah. that more? Yeah, but do, do you really trade a quarterback, a quarterback prospect for a linebacker? Well, then maybe it's like a player and a, like and a okay, pick. we'll yeah. give you a third, but we also want your nickel corner exactly, or you know? like the Alex Smith deal. Yeah, and that guy became their nickel corner. And actually, as it turned out, that deal was with Washington. So, so you you actually can sell that internally, like. Well, I know I'm getting an NFL player, and I'm getting a good pick for Rose. Like that—that's probably what I'd shoot for. Would you rather have the second-round pick? Or would you rather have the player that may be undervalued on the other team that you like, and their third-round pick? That's where I think, more than likely, if they really believe they're going to take Kyler, they're discussing right now. Yeah, like, if, what that, are if that Rosen pick, it, but see, I would say if that Rosen pick that you get is at the top of the second round, which doesn't feel like it would be, that's pretty tempting. If it's a giant second round, yeah. If pick. you feel like you can get whatever, if Nikhil Harry's on the board on the second round, you know, just somebody like somebody that borderline first round level guy. I agree. So it's a starting player because I think if you're the Giants, you're going wait a second. If we don't have to give up our second, we can get another guy. We can take another guy and get a quarterback. Like that's a grand slam. If we end well, up, that's what I think. Third. A lot of these. That's what I think. A lot of these teams are like. <clears throat> I think we can get this guy for a third round pick. Yeah. I think you're right. If he gets traded for a third-round pick, that's pretty fucking nuts. Because think about this. C.J. Beathard's going into his third year. He got he was a third-round pick. Right. So you get Josh Rosen for a third-round pick a year into his career where he showed – he didn't show anything great, but he didn't – I mean, he just it, – it was what it was. The team was the worst team in the league. That is – just from a value standpoint, at point of the trade, it doesn't get much better than that, Right. Do you think like if, right now? If I would have told you that last, if I would have told you that last year, if you were the Giants, you got Josh Rosen in the third round, people would have been like, "You got Saquon Barkley and Josh Rosen, right? And whoever their second round pick was, that'd be like the greatest draft ever." The third round, you got Josh Rosen. Right. That's just fucking. Even if Josh Rosen never becomes a player, that's, that's the easiest trade you'll ever make. If a team gets Josh Rosen for a third rounder, to me, you're fucking doing cartwheels down your office hallway, because it's just. Just, that's just too easy of a trade to make. He's cheap. Like, it's just, the Niners gave up a second for Josh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, but then they had to pay him $80 million. Right now, while we're making predictions, for, do they get a second or a third for Josh Rosen? Because uh, I. I a third, yeah. Here, here, well, here's the curveball. Somebody ball told me that, last week that they hadn't been offered anything better than a third. Here's the curveball guy that I heard from someone in the loop that said Dwayne might fall a little bit. The Redskins will not pass on him at 15. Mm. So if the Redskins take Dwayne Haskins. God, I would love that pick for them. Then Josh Rosen is no longer an option for them, right? Right. So, and if somehow, what if the Giants, here's what fucks them a little bit. Like, what if the Giants take Drew Locke or Daniel Jones at six? Like your your options go from you might just in Belichick's like wait I can get Josh Rosen for a fourth <laughs> well that yeah you're right like but it, that would be is that where we're headed maybe but when but, we're talking but about be why there would be a lot of teams with starters that would trade when we're talking about like if you're, why if you're you would Seattle, if you're Seattle you're like we'll give you our third for Josh Rosen he'll just be the backup and then we'll trade him again right yeah someone well, would trade for him with a starter I don't know they value the the quarterback but they they value their picks so much those third round picks in Seattle and they need them because their quarterback just got expensive. I don't know if they could afford to do that. 
Like they need that third round pick to become a starting defensive back, don't they? The Seahawks. Well, I'm just I just use them as like a random arbitrary team. I'm just saying the Packers. There'd be a lot of teams that you could justify like let's just get this guy and this guy will be an asset for us in a year. He just comes be the backup. He's, he looks awesome in the preseason. We flip him. Could the, Ra- I, could I, the Raiders I, justify it? Yeah, I mean, I'd be thinking about it if I was a lot of these teams. For sure. I what I was gonna say though is that is that would be the reason to do the trade on Friday. Like if you're the if you're the Giants, right? Would you rather have Rosen for a third round pick, give up your third for Rosen, and use your first round pick on another player, or use your first round pick on Drew Locke. If you'd rather trade your third for Rosen, you need to know that you can actually do that before you make your first round pick. Yes. So that the would problem, be the problem for them though is if you're these other teams, you're like, okay, I'll give you a third for Rosen right now, but I'm not going to give you a second because I don't know exactly how this draft's going to shape out. Like, what if what if Dwayne Haskins falls to me if I'm the Redskins? And I take Dwayne Haskins and I use that second on a player. So I think a lot of these teams are lowballing from the sense that maybe you can get more from me on draft day when I miss out on my player, but I'm not going to give it to you before the draft. I don't know how the bidding is going to – like, I don't know how the market's going to shape out. Unless you're drafting in, like, top three or four. I've heard a lot of people that just cover the NFL. Let's call it what it is. These mock drafts are fun. We see it every year. We got no fucking clue after, like – the top really four, we got a pretty good feel for the top four names. Like Bosa, obviously Kyler, Quinn and Williams, Josh Allen may not be top four, but top five or six. You know, Devin White. But by the time like pick eight goes, like TJ Hawkinson or like who knows? You just don't know, guy. What happens every year that all of a sudden by pick 10 or 11, you and me are on our couch going, whoa, you know? They just take like uh, I don't know, you know. Nikhil Harry goes twelfth. Right. I'm just I'm just throwing that. I don't know, you know. Just whoever. Uh-huh. Damn, DK Metcalf did go nine. You know, just something like. There's weird shit happens. Remember last year, forever it was like Minka Fitzpatrick, Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka, he ended up going twelfth or eleven. Derwin James ended up going seventeen. Like, does Ed Oliver go three? Because I've heard someone text me the other day, Ed Oliver's going to go four to the Raiders. And then I saw a Roto World deal that said Ed Oliver might not make it past the Jets. Well, if Ed Oliver goes three, like could Quinn and Williams end up going like five? Right. Yeah. Could Josh Allen end up going seven? I think there are some questions on Josh Allen. Like, is he a little overhyped? Well, I'll just go back to to this for a second. This is what happens though when the draft's so far away, guy. I a lot, and I've been in it. You and I are having these conversations. At least we talk about other shit. Like, we'll talk about the Warriors a little. Imagine if you worked in the NFL and run a draft room. You're just constantly talking about these fucking scenarios. You drive yourself nuts. Yeah. Well, that's where it goes. If you're the Cardinals and the Giants offer you 95, they're third. Do you got to be confident that you're going to get something better than that to turn that down, that you're going to get a second. Because if the Giants like, we'll offer you 95, and they and then you say no, and the Giants take a quarterback at 17, maybe not even at six, but they take a quarterback at 17, and now this incredible third-round pick is off the table. It's a really good third, right? I mean, it's basically a second-round pick. Well, it's, it's a risk of just, I mean, it's, this whole thing's kind of risky for them. Yeah, that's that's where that's where it gets kind of fun. It's like, are you you think you're going to create some bidding war later? Friday and you're going to get a second form or should you just take the Giants third round pick 
Yeah, to, I mean, to me, there's a chance they get fucked here. And any time that you hold out for a better deal, sometimes you get screwed. I, to me, it's just that simple. Sometimes when you hold out for a better deal in anything in life, that deal ends up disappearing. And then all of a sudden, God, they couldn't really give Rosen away. Maybe Is there like, a point me, where that, you keep him? 1,000%. Like if it gets I, I to the point where you're getting a late fourth, you go, you know what? Let's just yes, let, let's you, just let this guy battle it out for a little while. See what happens. Yes. That'd be crazy. That feels like it's on the table. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.